Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. On this week's show, we've got another content piece for you. This week, I wanted to give you guys out there thinking of starting a business some steps to take before you actually go and get started. Always a useful thing to do um, because it gets you ahead of the curve, so to speak, and actually helps you to understand whether the idea you've got has got legs or not. Okay, so here we go. Step one, research. Before you get into business, do some research. Understand what it will take to be a great player in your industry. Look into and understand your competitors. Who are the major players? Because your idea is highly unlikely to be unique. Um, Somebody out there may already be doing it or a flavour of it. And you'll often find that you need to offer something better or cheaper than the competition to get a foothold. I already spoke in episode 46 around pricing strategies. That was at the end of June 22. So again, your pricing strategies are going to help you in that research. What kind of pricing strategies do you think your competitors are using? Is pricing strategy a way that maybe you could become better than your competition? And we've seen that in the past. You know, at one stage, you used to pay a license fee for software. These days, a lot of people do it as a monthly retainer. That's also the case with website and marketing agencies. Used to be the case that many of them would give you a quote um, and you'd have to pay that bill, so to speak. Whereas a lot of them now will do things that are called on retainer. So you pay a fix fee each month that will get you so much of their service. you know, there's a limit to what you get for the price each month, but it gets you a certain amount of their surface regularly so that you're spreading your costs. So that's the pricing strategy that some marketing agencies are now using to actually be ahead of their competition. Step two, not necessarily in any order, but point number two of things to do before starting a business. Who is your audience? Do you know who your target customers are? Because understanding who needs your product and services will help you build your offerings, plan your marketing, determine your best pricing strategy and much more. For instance, are you going to be selling what you have um, direct to the consumer or is this a business to business transaction where you're selling to another business who then utilizes what you've got to sell to their consumer? Now, your business will likely be more successful if you are meeting the wants and needs of your target customer. So consider things such as gender, age, income, hobbies, etc. You know, you, you might often have heard it. Get yourself an avatar of who your customer is. You know, maybe your customer is Linda. She's a 33 year old professional uh, woman who has a busy life. She's running a household. She's got children. She loves going to the gym and she wants to be able to solve the problem of juggling her time, etc. So it's that kind of description. And for some of you, you might have multiple customers. So create a story or a footprint, if you like, 
to describe each of those type of customers because no, the more you understand who they are, the more you can plan marketing, selling, everything you do will then be geared at providing what they need, solving their problems. So that's what that one's all, all about. So it's not a step to skip. If you don't understand who you're going to be selling to, how the heck are you going to start the business? Because we've got to sell things, haven't we, to make some money. Point three, understand your mission. So what's the purpose of your business um, and how are you going to achieve it? Now, for some, this might be linked to financial goals for yourself. For others, it might be more about how you help other people. So it might be philanthropic or it's more about what you give to others than how much you receive. Either way, whatever your mission is, then understand it because that's going to help you and almost shape the decisions you make that align what you're doing with your business mission and purpose. And that keeps you focused on doing the right thing at the right time. So for instance, I've got a client, uh, their mission for their business is to be the number one supplier in their area. That's their mission. Now, we that got tweaked a bit. They revised that and said, no, we want to be the number one quality supplier in our area. And that way, if you understand your business mission, whenever you're t- taking actions, setting your priorities, working out your strategy, you can align it with your mission. There is no point working on stuff that has nothing to do with where you're going and why you're going there. You know, for some of you, I'll even say this much. There's no point being in business if it's not providing you what you wanted it to when you set out. So if it's a financial goal in order for you to live the life you want to live, then the business needs to provide that financial goal and everything you do needs to align with providing that financial goal. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it in the first place? So, it, you know, understanding your mission for your business is absolutely gold in what to focus on week on week, month on month, year on year. Now, on to the next one, which is structure. So before we start a business, it's a good idea to determine what our formal legal business structure is going to be. Yeah, you're going to want to engage the help of a qualified advisor, such as an accountant, to help you determine the best setup. And the best setup for you when you begin is not necessarily the best setup forever. So be aware that your structure may start off as a sole trader and then might get moved to being a limited company, for it, for instance. So work with your accountant or your, your formal advisor around, you know, is your business best at the beginning as a limited company, limited liability partnership, a partnership or a sole trader? And additionally, consider and plan out what legal and regulatory things you're going to need to sort out for your industry. So, for instance, if you want to set up a business as an IFA, you're going to have to be FCA regulated. What does that involve? If you want to set out to be a letting agent, there's certain compliance requirements you're going to have to meet. You're going to have to get all of those things set up before you can get cracking. And this is all going to cost you money to do, guys. So that comes on to the next step, which is getting a grip on your finances. What would you need 
to get started. But don't go crazy. Some things can wait until you're established. Now, what do I mean by that? I have seen some people set out in business. They go get in business premises and maybe they get these premises and they're painted white because that's what the landlord set ready for you to come in. And yes, it might be nice to have everything in your corporate colours, you know, and have Porsche desks and, you know, Rolex chairs, whatever. You get the picture. But when you start out, will your business run any better because you're in expensive, costly chairs sat at expensive, costly desks with green walls instead of white walls? And if the answer is no, then think about where you use that money. You don't need all the flash stuff to begin with. Um, to get a grip on the finances, create a plan to understand all the costs to get started. Um, what's it going to cost you for ongoing running costs? And what's the desired income you're looking for? You know, what's it going to cost you for staff if you need staff from the get go? How much do you want in your pocket at the end of each month? Because that way you can work out what turnover do you need to achieve in order to be successful. And you might not reach that turnover straight away. It might might take a few months to build up to it. But if you know from the get go that in order to meet the amount you want to pay back towards your startup costs, the ongoing cost to run the business, the tax costs, you know, the cost for your staff. If you know what they are month on month, you can work backwards and go, right, so I need to do this much money each month to pay my staff, pay the tax man, pay my ongoing costs, put some money back towards my loans or my funds for starting the business and to pay myself you can equate that back to how many units of what you're, you sell do you need to sell in a month to achieve that turnover. So now we can actually turn the turnover into a physical quantity of stuff. And so I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. Uh, at, at one stage prior to COVID, I had a wellness centre and in that wellness centre, we had therapists providing services. I just owned the building, oversaw the business the end of the day, other people delivered the services. But I sat down when it came to us being able to go back into operation after COVID ended. I sat down and thought, OK, you know, how much, how many massages, how many, you know, therapies need to be sold to cover the cost of that building, pay back the startup funding we had for creating it, pay the therapist their money, cover the gas, the electric, the lighting, the phone bill, the internet bill, and give me something at the end of it. And I worked out on an average £60 treatment, which was the average amount of any treatment we had, I'd have to be selling 1,500 of them a month in order to give me the same type of income I could get from other things. Well, that was a no brainer. It was time to call it a day and let go of that business because it was going to take a long time to build that business up to 1500 a month, even with five treatment rooms. So be realistic, work out what you're going to need and is it achievable or are you going to have to go bigger to actually get the turnover you need to meet the income and pay all the bills? So don't forget, you create the plan, you get the desired income you add all the costs in and now we can equate that back to a target of what we need to sell. But we also need to know the tax implications. 
you know, are you going to need to go VAT registered straight away? Is it worth you going back registered? So just check out the tax implications of what you're doing, because many people go into business and they forget the profit they make is taxable in some way, shape or form. You know, they always say there's only two things certain in life. One is taxes, the other is death. Um, yeah, the tax man has to have his piece of the cake, guys. OK, so when you've done all of those things, you've you've checked out all of those. You can now bring that all together as you create your business plan and go and raise the funds to get started. Now, bringing it all together in some form of business plan is is important because it maps out your plan to profitability. And if you've got startup costs to put in, whether it's yours, family and friends, or whether you're doing a formal startup loan, you know, if it's a formal startup loan, they're going to want to know at what point are you profitable? Have you considered all your costs? And they're going to want to see your forecast and business plan because at the end of the day, the funders want paying back, guys. And if your business plan can't show them that your business can reach profitability, you know, sometimes they'll ask for three years, sometimes five years. It depends how much you're lending and what for. But if your business plan can't show how you're going to get to profitability, those funders aren't going to agree your funds to get started. So much as business plans can be a bit boring, they don't have to be war and peace. I've said this before, but they do need to be a plan that shows your cash flow, shows how many customers or any products you're going to have to sell each month, as it were, to start building the profit and actually show at what point you are in true profit when you've paid everybody back and all you've got to do now is cover your staff, your running costs, the tax man, the VAT, if you're VAT registered, and obviously the money that you want to get out of the business as well. So there you go. For all you guys thinking of starting a business, a little bit of food for thought of what to sit down and go and look at before you even start to think about putting money in to a business. Okay. And there is a big reason I've shared that with you. Uh, and it's this, I was helping somebody out the other day, because in naivety, they set running a business, put a lot of money, and I mean a lot of money in to get it started. And out of naivety, the research, the, you know, the getting a grip on the finances, understanding the best structure, what their mission was, who their audience was, None of that had been done. And ultimately, the realisation that this business was not going to fly came after the money had been spent. And I don't really want to imagine somebody else being in that position in the future. You can make a success in business, guys, but it is all about that little bit of work at the beginning to be certain that the idea you've got has got wings, has got legs and that you can take it forward into successful profit. So there you go. Little bit of content done again for another week. Got an amazing guest on next week uh, who's going to help you uh, with a little bit of networking rebelliousness. So do tune in for that. It's a fabulous interview and I will see you next time. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.